0: Hey everybody, welcome to the audio only with Nate Star, and I am Nate Star, Naders, uh, if you love brevity, and uh, right in the funk. Uh, Yeah, here we are, it is day four of the five day challenge. We're going to go all week with uh, brand new episodes uh, coming out, Um, different topics, um, I've talked about uh simplistic stuff. Um, I got into some heavier stuff uh last week when we were talking about news, and uh, you know, again, basically came out about patriotism. Uh, but something else, as uh, I talked in that episode, is uh, I love talking about I love making sure I like, I like seeing people learn new things. Uh, still, I, you know, uh, I always thought I'd be a really great trainer or teacher. Um, I always wanted to teach uh, a history class, a high school history class. I thought that'd be a good vocation for me. I'm just sarcastic enough, you know. Um, but uh, you know, so today, speaking of history, American history, one of my one of my favorite topics, uh, as the late Dusty Rhodes would say, if you will, is uh, today. Uh, the Supreme Court ruled that school segregation violated the 14th Amendment on the state in 1954. And, of course, I'm talking about uh, Brown uh, versus the Board of Education, Uh, the actual case being uh, Oliver Brown et al versus the Board of Education of Topeka. Um, The story dates back where an 8-year-old girl named Linda Brown uh, lived in Topeka, Kansas, and she'd have to travel... Uh, 21 blocks every day to an all-black elementary school, even though she just lived seven blocks from another elementary school for white children. And so when her father, Oliver Brown, asked the daughter to be allowed to attend a nearby white school, when the school's white principal refused, Brown sued. And the court had five school segregation from different states on its docket, so the justice combined them. Under one name, Oliver Brown, et al., versus the Brown, the Board of Education of Topeka, and the reason they led uh, with Oliver Brown's case, giving it top billing, was to show that segregation wasn't just a Southern thing. <laughs> Again, I apologize; I'm still getting over uh, the uh, the summer kickoff allergies here. But um, so the legal basis of the segregation, of course, comes from Plessy versus Ferguson, the separate but equal laws. And, um, the, uh, you know, it was, a lot of justices were against the idea of the segregation, but nobody wanted to come out against it. It wasn't, and it's not like they lose their jobs, because once you're, uh, um, appointed, you're appointed for life, but, you know, um, it was just not something you talked about. There was a lot of hushed, uh, Midwestern deniability Back in the 1950s, uh, something that we've all cl- kind of glommed down where We just we just don't talk about it. Yeah, we're not happy with it, but we just don't say anything. And um, so, you know, they were looking to overturn uh, Plessy versus Ferguson. Now they were in a um, they were in a tie. Uh, it was it was pretty even. Um, Chief Justice uh, Fred M. Vinson died of a heart attack. And so what happened is that Eisenhower chose Earl Warren as the new Chief Justice. Earl Warren had overseen the internment of Japanese Americans during World War II in the internment camps and, and regretted it, and as a result became uh, a devotee to the cause of civil rights. He, he was very strong in um, in civil rights as a result of the horrific things we did to the Japanese-Americans during World War II. And uh, now the vote although his vote, wound up tipping the scales, making it 5-4, and in favor of overturning the segregation. But actually, Warren, to him, that wasn't good enough. He went back and convinced the other four justices to make it unanimous. He actually he wasn't satisfied. And... Um, The Justice Stanley Reed, a justice from Kentucky, who had been the final holdout, actually wept when the decision was read. And, you know, the thing of it is, is even though this ended segregation in a lot of respects, um, it still exists today. Uh, I see it at my kids' school. um, The school that my kids attend and that my wife works at isn't the richest school in town. The kids were, you know... Um, there's a lot of parental apathy. Uh, there's a lot of, um, not caring. Um, but you know what, that don't, don't, don't think that I'm uh, only making this sweeping judgment, um, because it's a poorer school. Um, I just think that that's in general now. I think that what's, what's sad and laughable is that in one breath, we talk about, um, how you know like they they kind of like gutted public education but there isn't you know a lot of the same there are a lot of parents who believe that education doesn't belong in the home you know what i mean it is a uh, you know it's like they go to school from eight to three after three o'clock it's whatever get out of the house go do something you know they're not reading with their kids they're not making sure their kids do their homework They're not, you know, they're not pressing the importance of learning outside of school. And that's the thing, is my parents fought me hard. I mean, I fought my parents hard on it. I hated it. And, um, but my parents, as a result, I mean, I was somebody who liked to learn things on my own. I wound up taking, you know, learning new things. I wasn't a greatest student academically because I was very stubborn. But it never meant I didn't listen. I just didn't want to turn in the homework when they said it had to be done, but I participated in class and I read the material. I just didn't feel that I didn't feel that a worksheet or crossword puzzle enriched my educational experience. but I loved class discussion and I would participate in it regularly. Um, but we've kind of gotten away from that now. We're so uh our education system, by the powers that be by no fault of any teacher. Uh, but by the people, you know, in the top seats have ruined education and made us... Uncom- we're not even competitive anymore. Um, we, we basically spend all the time teaching these standardized tests that don't really mean anything. You know, we've gutted uh, industrial arts. We've been... Industri- we, you know, performing arts. Uh, everything that can be gutted has been gutted. Um, you know it's it's not uh it's not the same anymore the, the you know the they the teachers do the best they can with what they've got but you know they're not miracle workers uh they they spend the money out of their own pockets and they um you know they work they come home they bring their work home they do all their work you know they they work the eight hour day at the school with kids who even in Uh, The second, third grade level are swearing at them and calling them derogatory names. And when the parents get called, you know, they they put on a show and then nothing happens. You know, my wife has told me stories where kids have, she's overheard kids saying how they're just going to drop out of school when they hit junior high and go flip burgers. I got news for you. In this economy, those jobs aren't available because there are plenty of people with some college who uh, need to flip burgers right now. You know, it's uh, that's a scary, weird thing when you look at education now. And you, and you can send your kids to the other schools with the school of choice, but by giving up on a school and you know, and you're taking away the kids who want to learn... And the kids who who are gonna put that because you think you're helping them you're not helping it you're not helping the community but you get into that moral that moral quandary of do I help my community but am I sabotaging my kid am I you know it's uh it's one of the harder gigs man you know you gotta there's so many things now that are just different than from when I was in school when I was in school you went to the school that you lived near and that's what you did the end uh, you might have gone to a parochial school, but that's it. There wasn't like, oh yeah, we drive the extra 20 minutes and we send them to this other school. Because, you know, there's there's more people like Junior there. We find that there's a better circuit of learning there. There's more white people. I mean, that's, that's what it boils down to. Um, but, I mean, if you use School of Choice... I, actually, we use School of Choice and send our kids to this school... Because it is important to be surrounded by kids who are ethnically diverse and different than you. The teachers aren't teaching anything different at this school than they would be at any other school. Um, The lunches aren't any different. Uh, The recess isn't any different. My son is in band. He was just at a concert with every fifth grade class in the district. And, you know, they they were all fifth graders. You know, so... But I'm it's one. You know, i not going to send them to some place to have it be safe and, and not understand that not everybody is like us, you know. So, you know, what's funny is that uh, today I wasn't going to talk about this because I was like, this is, you know, this is too heavy, um, you know, the decline of education. I mean, I was, so we could get into college and everything, but just to, even at an elementary school level, you know, and where people say that, you know, School isn't a safe, you know. Isn't supposed to be a safe place, and it's like the fuck, it's not. Some kids, that is the most steady routine they get, because they know for eight hours they're gonna, they This is what's happening. They're gonna get a meal. They're gonna be in a dry place with heat and lights, and they're gonna be have They're gonna be friends around. When they get home, none of those things are guaranteed. Some of those kids. That's horrible. It's horrible to think about, but that's the reality we live in. Um, so I think tomorrow's episode, I think I'm going to do something about, like, farts or something. <laughs> you know, but I mean, yeah, take a step back, realize that today, uh, Brown versus the uh, Board of Education of Topeka, uh, you know, it was a landmark case, but what a gilded victory that we had uh for people who are civil war civil rights minded. Um because it still happens today. And uh it's not it's not getting better. It's just we did a better job of not talking about it. So sorry for the downer episode. Uh again I promise tomorrow something'll be lighter and funnier. Uh but until tomorrow, this is Nate saying have a great night. And I'll see you on the internet.